2: The Patriots wouldn't just give Jared Siddham a chance. I mean, Cam Newton stinking up the joint. The Patriots were out of the playoffs. Hell Connor, even you and I said, why not give the kid the last game of the year? See what he has. Let's see what it is. Well, maybe Greg a Bedard came to the conclusion. Why maybe he did the scoop and figured out why here's what he wrote. He said, quote, what people need to keep in mind that <clears throat> what people need to keep in mind that Cam Newton playing and starting. I came to learn was more about how the other players viewed Stidham more than anything else. There was not much faith in the building in him. And you could even see that when he got into the games and the way he conducted his huddle, for whatever reason, I don't know if it was the training camp injury or the off season thing, or what have you, or the way he just conducts himself. There's not a lot of belief in him in that building. And there was this feeling within the team that if they turned the keys over to stidham that it would be a complete debacle down the stretch and that wouldn't be good for anybody imagine a team that went seven and nine who was afraid to put in a quarterback because they thought it was going to be a debacle what's going on everybody it's your boy ray i'm with my boy connor we're with our girl sarah and welcome to the dear pats nation podcast And we're back. You know, I'm looking at the live views, and I'm wondering, why did somebody leave during the intro music? <laughs> I mean, out of all the time they could have left the show, they left during the intro music. What's going on, guys? How's it going?
3: What's going on? It's welcome, going. welcome.
2: Ready to talk some 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 Patriots? Yeah. A little, mm-hmm. bit, of, little bit of Red Sox, a little, little, little bit of everything. Nice. Yep. So explain to me this. What the hell happened to Jared Stidham? How did we go from March that the Patriots really believe in him to, oh man, you know, there's a lot of faith in Jared Stidham to nobody trusting him and don't twist this around. Don't turn around and say, Cam Newton was that good. So that's why they didn't play. That's why they didn't have faith in Jared Stidham. Because the Patriots were bad last year. They won seven games. I don't want to hear almost could have won this one. They won seven games. One of those games being the last game of the season. That means going to the last game of the season, they'd won six games. And we even said, why not just give Stidham a chance now? I mean, I've been out of it for two weeks. Why not see what he has? But they believed it could have been that much of a debacle. What happened to this kid?
3: I don't know. I think we, we just talked him up so much because he was the only person on the roster prior to, prior to Cam Newton coming. And then... What about Ka- Brian Hoyer? Right. I mean, I, I never took Brian Hoyer as a serious person to start. Oh, my God. I, I, mm-hmm. I thought he was a backup, a shoe in to be a backup. I never thought he had a chance to compete, despite what he said when he signed with the Patriots that he wanted to sign in New England because he thought he might be the starting quarterback.
0: Um, I don't, I feel like everything just, it just progressively went worse for him as the year went on. Like, I mean, obviously the cam signing was talking to people regardless of it being rumored for a while. Um, but I, it's hard to say what exactly happened that made them lose so much trust in him. Other than that rumor that like, I think you discussed it. I don't remember when, if it was yesterday or when, but of the, uh, that he got a non football related injury, so I don't know if it just like progressively got worse. Like if I think that, you know, in some contracts, they say you can't like go skiing and you can't do like water sports. So it was like, was it something like that where it just like pissed them off? bad? It, it makes you wonder what the players saw in him in practice and whatnot to make them come to two have that feeling so bad that it went up to the coaches. I mean, it's like one thing if the if the players are kind of just like talking amongst themselves, but the fact that the entire room basically understood that feeling, it just kind of makes you wonder what were they seeing?
2: Well, yeah, and I, again, I think the concern that's even more for me uh, on the whole thing is uh, come on, it's not like the things were going well for the Patriots. You know, I'm looking at Articles from May of 2020 moment won't be too big for Jared Stidham. You know, Jared Stidham is the reason the Patriots didn't draft a quarterback in 2020. Mm -hmm. Why Jared Stidham should excite fans. You know what I mean? Yeah. Bill Belichick believes in Jared Stidham soon enough, we will too. Uh, Jared Stidham will be week one starting quarterback for the New England Patriots. Like, these are all the headlines from May.
0: Mm
1: hmm.
2: Right. It's just,
0: it's, it, there's really no answer that we know of. So it has to be something that happened behind closed doors or something because, I mean, it's been quite a while for there to not have been some sort of leak of information to the press. I mean, it's been almost a year since since that article that you're talking about, or those articles. So it's like, it's just, it's very concerning, as you said.
2: Now, Rob Ninkovich on May 24th did say that Brian Hoyer would be the starter, not Jared Stidham. So Oof. he seemed to be the only one. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, um, I was on this Stidham train before Cam. I mean, I think that a lot of people were trying to be excited for him, of course, because that yeah. was what they seemed to be, what they were going with. So, of course, we were all excited. I mean, as most fans are, I think they try to be as positive or some people us, try to be as optimistic as possible with what you have in front of you. So it is just, yeah, it's weird. I, I mean, it, like I said, almost a year later and we still have no idea what it is.
2: By the way, May seventh, the sporting news reported that the Cam Newton to the Patriots rumors are dead in the water, mm. and that the <laughs> Patriots are comfortable moving forward with Jared Stidham. Well,
3: yeah, talk about the all-time backfire on that one.
2: Cliff Kingsbury confirms what we've all been thinking about the Patriots and Jared Stidham. They are going to compete this year. Like, uh, Cliff, yeah. got to, you know, Cliff coached them in college, right? Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, I mean it, it's there was yeah. lots and lots of media backing I'm talking some of the like Chowder and champions who are the, the most negative Patriot reporters on the market were backing Jared Stidham.
3: Right. Yeah, so, maybe I, I don't know. I know he like Sarah was saying, he got injured and it could have been some off the field injury, but this is all before this, right? Before the, all these things started even happening, I don't I don't know.
0: Well, and I don't know if it was just like a formality or something, but them even teasing before, like a week before the season started, that it wasn't certain that Cam was going to be the starter. It was just kind of like, is that just because they had the quarterback competition and that's why they weren't, you know, oh, well, obviously we're going with Cam. It's like, so what, what was going on?
3: Right.
2: There are so many questions I have to this. You know, I'm going back to the, that I am an athlete interview with Jerry or with uh, Cam Newton. Right. And, uh, which actually I thought it was absolutely bogus when, when Chad Johnson and and Fred Taylor were sitting there going, you had no dog, man, like you had no dog. Right. And, and, and cam, you know, started off kind of defending it and then was, you know, kind of admitted like I didn't have that dog, whatnot, whatever. Right. But then like, I was sitting there like. Dude, you just said you couldn't remember the plays at the line of scrimmage <laughs> that you didn't know what route the the receivers were running. It wouldn't matter what dog you have. You don't know where he was going to be on the field. Yeah. So this is where this blows my mind. And this again, could just be Greg Aberdar just talking shit, right? It really could be, but I, I'm always a big believer where there's smoke, there's fire, right? And I'm sitting there going like. You had a guy at the line of scrimmage who didn't know what routes the the receivers were running. I don't care if it was COVID brain. It's irrelevant to who that person is or what's happening. The dude sat there and said, I would get up to the line of scrimmage, not just stand there. He'd be calling. He'd be in his call. He'd be in blue 42 going, where's everybody going? And yet you had no faith In putting the other guy in because you thought it would be a bigger debacle. All right. So we were positive about Jared Stidham. We had confidence in Jared Stidham. How off the fucking mark were we if that isn't enough to get you pulled from the game to put in the other guy to let him start?
3: Yeah, completely.
0: Well, the thing for me is I... Would assume Cam went forthcoming about that, so that might have been the first time that he said that. The coaches might not have had any idea that that was going on. I mean, I'm not. I mean, I'm. I understand. Like, I know how we all feel about Cam and and his performance, of course. But, um, I mean, he seemed a little bit, uh, not. Really wanting to say anything, like he didn't seem like he really wanted to blame COVID necessarily, but also didn't really want to be coming up with excuses, and that's kind of a crazy thing to even put out there.
2: But what he said actually confirms the eye test. Now it actually may things actually make sense, mm-hmm. because how many times did we watch him throw behind a receiver? How many times did we watch him? stand in the pocket going through reads with wide open guys and him not looking in that direction, right? You know, that pocket presence, all that stuff. Like you think about all that negative stuff that was written about him, right? He holds onto the football too long, too much time in the pocket, throwing behind receivers, under throwing receivers, throwing too far from receivers, you know, receiving, you know, throwing down the field to a spot and the guy's 10 feet behind the ball. It all makes sense. Now, if you don't know where the receiver's supposed to be, You are just going to stand there holding the football. So whether he said, I don't know where the guys are supposed to run or not
1: Mm -hmm.
2: is irregardless if we could see it as, you know, just football fans. Mm -hmm. I'm sure that Belichick and McDaniels, it was crystal clear to them, which now brings us back to the Josh McDaniels piece. Remember the whole, well, McDaniels never did enough with the playbook for Cam. Yeah. That was an assumption by us, right? Because of what we the eye test showed us, right? Too many runs, too many this, too many that. Um I think they beefed up the run game a little bit too much too, the way they said like they've never had a run game like that before you. We won the Super Bowl on a run game, mm-hmm. you know? So we have, so relax. Um but Maybe there was a play for cam, maybe McDaniels just looked and said, I can't call it, you know, like I can't call it with the ball in his hands.
0: It's possible, but then it's also like, I don't know, it, I haven't seen the entire thing. I've watched almost the entire uh, podcast, but he did say that he wasn't super incorporated into it either, saying, you know, we were trying to get rid of the 20 year they had and blah, 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 and that he was saying, like, include me, like, bring me in. And so it, it's, it's hard to say, because, of course, we're going to hear one side because he did the podcast, so we don't know. And McDaniels isn't going to come out and say, oh, well, this, this and this happened. But not it true. seems like a lot of the things that we have discussed, or even some of the things that we have assumed, were accurate. It just seems like we were a little bit validated in what um, he said.
2: Uh, he validated in some bit. sense, not in some of the defenses of him, though, because I'll make this argument to you Tom Brady played in that same system for 20 years, went to the Bruce Aryan system, which was completely different, and won a Super Bowl. Right? Won a Super Bowl in a completely different offensive system. When were the Patriots taking shots down the field? They weren't even doing that in 2007 when they had Randy Moss as much as he was this year. He went to a completely brand new offensive system that was built for Ben Roethlisberger and Peyton Manning. You know what I mean? Mm
1: -hmm. Cam Newton's
2: a professional quarterback. He's 31 years old. He's a former MVP. He's a Heisman Trophy winner. You should be able to walk into his system and know how to throw a football.
0: I just, I hate the comparison of Cam to Tom just because I feel like it just can't, we can't compare the two. Like it could be. Just because it's Tom Brady. Like, I feel like most people expected him to, whatever team he went to, he was going to be successful. I don't know that many people are saying whoever comes in after Tom Brady was going to be successful. It's possible okay. that they were going to be much better than Cam, and I'm not saying that that's, that's uh, not possible. It's just hard for me to be like, yeah, well, you know, Tom went to a new team, and he did really great. And I'm like, well, most people believe no matter where he went, he was going to be great. So it's like, I just, it's hard for me. To, all right. To I'll throw a different scenario
2: that. at you, though. Okay. I'll throw a complete different scenario. Outside of his stupidity, Brian Hoyer ran that offense beautifully. If you think about it, yeah. Right. Where did all the disasters happen? In the red zone, where the Patriots weren't a lot with Cam Newton, right?
0: How, but how long has he been on the Patriots, though? How many times has he? But he's
2: Brian Hoyer. He's been a career backup quarterback, a career backup quarterback who primarily plays the other team's plays as a scout team guy. You know what I mean? He's not yeah. taking first team reps. That's what I'm saying. Whether he's been in the system or not, he's Brian Hoyer. I mean, if you put the level of, cause you're saying don't compare cam to, to, to Brady. Can you compare Hoyer to cam? If we're talking talent levels?
0: I mean, yes. yeah, no, no. Can,
2: can you compare I, talent levels? Cam Newton to Brian Hoyer?
0: I mean, sure. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah, I mean, I would say Cam's better. Well, I would say Cam's better. Well, yeah, so it's not I mean, comparable it, but,
2: then yeah. because well, you're I, saying I, if if I can't compare Brady to cam or cam to Brady, you can't compare Hoyer to cam from a talent level perspective, you know what I mean? Right? Yeah. That, so that's what I'm getting at. Brian Hoyer ran that offense and actually moved the football. He just mm-hmm. is an idiot and doesn't know timeouts and, and how to, you know, when not to be sacked and he's a moron in other pr- perspectives, um, that I, I think we were more surprised. By how the funny part is, Connor, because I can talk to you to this because you and I had the discussion prior to the game. Well, Brian Hoyer's not going to run the offense great, but he's going to be safe and he's going to be smart. Yeah. Yet he ran the offense great. Right. And he was an idiot. You know what I mean? And I think that's what surprised us because it was the exact opposite of what we thought was going to happen that game.
3: Yeah, I I remember completely thinking that. Well, at least he's not really going to make any mistakes. I'm like, he'll be safe with the football, you know. He'll, he'll manage the game well, and he just did the exact opposite there. You know, he he took the he took the sack, fumbled the football on fourth down, didn't even try and throw it. He called a fake timeout. It, it was just a debacle. But I, that's <laughs> that that wasn't what I expected out of him at all. I thought he would have been the polar opposite, where he would have been safe and been a great game manager, and he was not. So, and anyways. They-
0: uh, and Go they ahead. could have beaten the chiefs. Honestly, the chiefs were playing like crap in that game too. So it just, that whole game sucked that in general. general, but, but especially Hoyer. I am just saying.
2: They could have, but he ran the offense. Great. If you look at his mistakes, it didn't happen at the 40 yard line. He wasn't going three and outs, which the Patriots did a lot. You know what I mean? He, all his idiotic mistakes were at least in the red zone, right? He cost them points in the red zone. Uh, he's not a good quarterback. I'm not saying bring, bring Brian Hoyer in, but we're getting away from the subject. Anyways, the whole point is, is regardless of any excuse we want to make, Cam Newton wasn't great this year and yet they didn't want to go to Jared Stidham, somebody who knows the system. So you didn't have to get off at 20 years because it's a guy who, you know what I mean? It's a guy who was there. Um, God, I just, I don't know where things fell apart and the Belichick doesn't care what the players think about people, you know what I mean? Everybody hated Rodney Harrison. Everybody hated Rodney Harrison. So what did Belichick do? He cut lawyer Malloy. Yeah. (laughs) You know, like one of the all time leaders in that locker room to the point where if somebody in the media wouldn't have said the locker room is revolting, they probably would have revolted, you know what I mean? It, It was that idiot from ESPN or whatever. Who that Belichick told the fuck off during the Super Bowl, right? Yep. Which is just such a Belichick thing, right? Mm-hmm. Congratulations, coach. Fuck you, right? <laughs> but if it wasn't for that, that locker room actually may have revolted. But that kind of like galvanized, you know. If you read the Dynasty, Brewski said that galvanized the the Patriots locker room. Somebody, you know, talking for them because they were pissed. Right. Uh, Rodney Harrison was hitting Tom Brady in practice. You know, he's hitting the, the red shirt in practice. Now, he wasn't Tom Brady of 2000. Of Now, he was Tom Brady the kid. But he's hitting Brady in practice. He's taking Lawyer Malloy's job. Belichick doesn't give a shit what the players think about the other guy. You know? Well, that's you know, why there's... it
0: feels like there had to have been something else that happened He that pissed him off or something. Like, it, it has to be, of course, deeper than just the players' opinions. Because we know Belichick well enough to know, like you said, that's not just going to make him be like, okay, well, the guys in the back don't like him, so... So I had to, I don't know if it's the injury or whatnot, but.
2: And if it was the pass catchers, if I'm Belichick, I'm looking at them going, okay, Devin Asiasi, who doesn't know how to run a route, right? Mm -hmm. Like, okay, Nikhil Harry, who stutter steps when he goes to make a catch, you know, like, okay, you know, Edelman who drops balls for, for, for interceptions. Like, it's like, who the hell, nobody on that offense, even Julian Edelman could say anything about who was the quarterback. You know what I Mm -hmm. mean? Um, that was one of those situations where they had their own issues that they needed to work out personally, um, that they couldn't worry about other positions. So it it just blew my mind when I saw that today. Uh, I had a whole different thing that I wanted to talk about tonight. I had a whole different thumbnail made. It was a whole different thing. And then when I read this today, I was like, like, wow, it's this one kind of floored me that especially the, it would be a complete debacle down the stretch and wouldn't be good for anybody. Yeah.
0: And when I will a argue too, so well,
2: it is, and I'll argue that after the big win against the chargers, the Patriots had nothing but debacles down the stretch, they got their asses absolutely handed to them, to the Rams. Yeah. Then they got embarrassed by Miami lost to Buffalo again, uh, and just, and got their ass kicked by Buffalo. You know what I mean? It was one debacle after another. Cam Newton got benched in two of those three games, like, or at least pulled, we, you know, whether you want to call it a benching or a pulling, a mercy pull, whatever it is. Yeah. And yet, Jared Stidham never got a start. And they're not, he's definitely not an option this year.
3: Yeah, at this point, that's what I was thinking. They, the, He might not even make the team if this is how they feel about
2: him. So let me throw out two scenarios at you, guys, and you tell me which one you think it is. Was it A, the media had no idea what they were talking about with Jared Stidham last year, and any of their sources were completely off the mark? Or B, sometime between the end of May and training camp jared stidham pissed off the new bill belichick and i think it's more than just that injury if he thought it was going to be a a debacle he pissed off bill belichick and he did nothing but but regress as a player moving forward which scenario is it
3: probably both i mean i think the media didn't really know when they needed to write stories in may so they they tried to say that basically what we were doing talk up jared stidham and get all excited for for season. But then, when he came in, I mean, when he when he did get out there, he looked terrible. I mean, well, I'm sure he didn't look good in practice. I'm sure there were there were, you know, the injury, the whole the whole thing. So it's the fact that he wasn't good, and in May that that's all they that's all we had to go on.
2: But I would have to argue with you on on the media thing, and just my my counterpoint to that, I guess, would be is when does the Boston media ever take the positive spin? That's a good point. Ever. Yeah. When do they ever sit there and try to find the positive? If anything, that was the prime opportunity for, look at this garbage that Bill Belichick is putting on the field. Oh, he blew the Brady situation. Basically what started week four five and six, you know yeah. what I mean? Think about what the media wrote as the season, as the season went on. That's what they should have been writing in April and May. There was somebody from the Patriots organization and whether it was a good, good PR move by Belichick was feeding to the media that we believe in Stidham and we think this kid could be our next guy. Right. Yeah. So which scenario it, do you think it is?
0: I think it's the second one that something happened. Um, I, I Like you said, I mean, the Boston meet is known for being super negative despite the amount of success that – I really the Patriots have had. Um, and it just, I mean, even if you watch Belichick respond to questions about, oh, well, is Cam going to remain the starter? Or are we going to put someone else in? And he almost like scoffed at the idea of replacing Cam with even Stidham. So it seems like, I mean, Belichick was very, Different this season with how he answered questions, very Belichickian, but then also you kind of saw a little bit more of who he is. So I think the fact that he was very dismissive of even taking Cam out as the starter that says a lot about how he felt about Stidham.
2: Yeah, and and that's and that's what I think it is. And it's funny, Sarah. I thought of you when I decided this was going to be our subject because. Mm -hmm. I really didn't. I was hoping you didn't take the take because I. I, I that's why I kind of threw it out there. That's this what wasn't, I knew
0: immediately. <laughs>
2: this wasn't that how. This isn't because that's how strongly Belichick felt about Cam. This is yeah. how strongly Belichick felt about Stidham. You know what I mean? Because yeah, there's no reason not to play. If Tom Brady, if if Week 17 would have came around, and the Patriots had won six games that season, and Tom Brady was having an off year. And Jimmy Garoppolo is the backup quarterback. Jimmy Garoppolo would have played Week 17 at the very least. You know what yep. I mean? At the very least, he would have got. And don't forget, this is a guy that after they got blown out to Kansas City, scoffed at the idea of not playing Brady. Right when mm-hmm. everybody was saying Brady was done, and that reporter said, "Is there going to be a possible quarterback change?" And he kind of did that yeah, look, he and laughed, that, and that, <laughs> that fake laugh, and then just you know moved on with his life. Um, <laughs> but if Garoppolo would have been on that team and it was Brady, and these situations were like this, Garoppolo would have played. I believe that. Um, I believe Brian Hoyer would have played if he was the backup. I just think there's something happened with Jarrett Stidham. Uh, and you're right, Connor. I don't think this kid makes it till September unless yeah. he really turn, gets his shit together. Right.
0: Well, and you have to do some things pretty bad for. For it to be that obvious to people, especially Belichick, to be that dismissive of you. I mean, like, that's really bad. So it just, I mean, it's something that I don't think that we've ever seen really before. So it's like you want, I mean, other than being, like, nosy people and, like, fans, it's the team. It's like it makes you want to know even more, like, what exactly happened.
2: Well, it's time for another proclamation. Uh I have already, this offseason, proclaimed Nikhil Harry to be a draft bust. Mm Mm-mm. Shout out to Brandon Marshall who, <laughs> oh, not yet, not yet, but shout out to him. But my next pro- proclamation, Stidham season is dead. Uh-oh. It's over. And, and will not. It's over
0: before dead. it began. I know.
2: Seriously. Before it began. All right, guys, we're going to get your comments here, but first we got to take a little pause you got to hear from our sponsors over at the Rocky Mountain Barber Company, manscaped.com, fcustom.com and our Patreon page. You can get your male hygiene and grooming tools and take care of everything below your belt from Manscaped.com. And use the promo code RayRoute and you'll save yourself 20% and get free international shipping. So take care of your boys and get all of your male hygiene and grooming tools at Manscaped.com. Fcustom.com is your spot to find the best custom baseball, basketball, and football jerseys. Choose from hundreds of designs and colors and customize the jersey any way you want. Use the promo code RayRoute and save yourself 10% to get the best custom jerseys at fcustom.com. And I'm not going to play that embarrassing (laughs) 1 minute 33 Patreon video, so I'm going to say this to you guys. Go check out our Patreon page over at patreon.com slash Sports. Uh, you'll get exclusive content every single day. Connor has been more consistent than me, but I did put a post out today asking Patreons, what do you want me to talk about? And I got a lot of responses back. So I'm going to literally go in order from the time that it was asked. And I'm just going to start with Joe. So after this show, I'm going to be talking about Elandon Roberts and whether the new England Patriots should inquire about getting him back. And here's a little hint for everybody. Yes. And if you want to hear why, head on over to patreon.com slash DPN sports. We only charge five bucks a month. There's no tiers, no nothing like that. Five bucks a month. You're going to get exclusive videos every day, exclusive vlogs. Uh, when we hit 20 Patreons, because we're almost there, when we hit 20 Patreons, we're going to do exclusive live chats just or live shows just for the Patreon page. And, of course, if you don't have the money, we're not mad. Don't worry. It's just supporting. The, pay, the the Deer Pats Nation. It's called the Deer Pats Nation Loyalty Club over at patreon.com. We'll still be here almost every night of the week at 9 p.m. Eastern Time doing this show. All right, Connor. Easter. Let them rip.
3: We got an interesting one here to start with Pat Riley it says, tell me about all Belichick's head coaching success with Browns and Patriots without Brady zero playoff appearances, which is factually incorrect.
2: That is factually incorrect because the last before this season, the last playoff victory the Browns had was Bill Belichick as their coach. Yes, and then he was fired the next season when they moved to Baltimore. Right. So who knows what would have happened the year after. But yes, the last playoff game they won, and he beat Bill Parcells. And you know who he beat? The New England Patriots. Yes. Knocked the Patriots <laughs> out uh, while he was the coach of the Cleveland Browns. So there's that success. Uh, what real success did uh, Andy Reid have prior to uh, Patrick Mahomes? He went to the playoffs, lost, was a bad clock manager, and lost the Super Bowl. I mean, like... You know, you can throw any stupidity you want out there, and and you know, again, anybody can change the narrative any way they want to make it. Hundred percent.
0: I can I add one more thing too. Um, People like to mention the two thousand eight season for the Patriots um, without uh, Brady because they're like, oh, well, they went eleven and five or whatever. They right. I think that people want to don't remember either that despite uh, not having Brady, they barely missed the playoffs that year Mm -hmm. so if you want to talk about i mean it came down to like a tiebreaker hold (laughs) on hold on
2: forget barely made the playoffs because that's like we almost won right no yeah how about they went 11 and 5 yeah remember 2018 guys when they won super bowl 53 do you remember that yeah they went 11 and Mm 5 they had the same record
3: Oh, I have eleven and five every year is almost a guarantee to make the playoffs. That's like a yeah, threshold. You it, win eleven really, games, you're gonna it make it.
2: Really almost is. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, yeah. So I only say almost because I mean it came down to like a minuscule thing. So it's yeah. like I think people like to use it as an argument against Brady, but it should also be used as success for Belichick too. So right. I
2: I just say that the Patriots went to the Super Bowl at eleven and five and won the Super Bowl with an eleven and five record. Thank you, mm-hmm. Pat Riley. always appreciate your your positive takes thank you sir well now we'll go to uh mcchicken
3: over here says jared sidham is going to be the next taylor heneke and felgren maz will never shut up about it (laughs) Uh, i like the optimism there but i don't uh, i i can't see jared sidham hanging around i don't know if he's gonna have a very long career because i don't know if there's going to be a lot of market for him out there if the patriots do cut him
2: by the way I, I hate doing this like I hate doing this more than anything you guys you guys know you guys know I'm gonna hate doing this Uh-oh. but i I gotta give a shout out
3: uh- oh <laughs> are we giving a shout out to here
2: Doug kite
3: Wow oh, no shout out doug kide what up kade? I'm just
2: pulling up the tweet here. I honestly thought it was in a group chat I was in and I know it is, but these guys, these guys are intense. There's a lot of, oh my God, they sent like 400 tweets after that. Um, okay. I'm just going to look up Dub because It'll probably be faster just to look at it that way, but I have to shout him out. I have to, you know, he's been kind of spot on the last week or so. Like he's, he's still not a reporter. Uh, because all he does is give out opinion, but, uh, here's what he had to say. He said, I've decided to listen to Fledger and mass this afternoon and their level of anger over the quality of quarterback. The Patriots haven't even added yet. is genuinely (laughs) impressive. They've, they've created a series of hypotheticals in order to be outraged. <laughs> Sounds about right.
0: I feel like that's a lot of like Patriots fans too. Like there's a so- whole section that does that. And I'm like, why are you so mad about something that hasn't even happened yet? Like, ch- out.
3: They're already so pissed that they might maybe possibly <laughs> sign Fitzpatrick this season.
0: This is a reason why I'm glad <laughs> I don't live in Boston. There aren't that many reasons, but I'm glad that I don't have to like deal with hearing about this all the time other than you guys in the chat
2: or yep. on Twitter. I just, I just love. They've created a series of hypotheticals in order to be outraged.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's funny how popular that show is around here too. People are always listening.
2: You know how many times I get DMs about right. Fledger and Matt said this. Like, right? Is this, is this true, Ray? And the comment <laughs> is literally like. Bill Belichick took a nap on a hammock the day before the super bowl. When he was supposed to be in practice. I'm like, use some common, fuck- <laughs> like use some common fucking sense. You know what I mean? Like use your common sense. Do you think Bill Belichick was sleeping in a hammock the day before the super bowl and, in missed practice. The guy who like cut Jonas gray because he missed a meeting was sleeping in a hammock the day before the super bowl and missed practice. Like use some common sense.
3: Poor Jonas Gray, man. He's working a regular job in Boston now. Is he really? Yeah, I read a read an article on him like a year ago. He's just a regular, regular dude after all that.
0: That one Regu- great game. That one
3: great game.
2: He was in the Flag Football League for a while until it shut down. Was he? Yeah, he was on Chad Johnson's team. Chad Johnson was the quarterback. Oh, oh
3: yeah, I remember that league. Oh, Joe. Speaking of the, uh, the whole uh, Mick, Mick crew that we have now, Mick Big Mac Jr. says, well, if
2: you don't give him snaps in a real game, how is he going to evolve? I don't think uh, you evolve in a real game. You really don't. You evolve. You know, Ernie Adams said it. There's no such thing as a, as a game day player. Mm-hmm. Right? He said it. There's no such thing as a game day player. Everything is done in practice. Uh, listen, you can evaluate talent from what you see in practice. Mm-hmm. I go back to the dynasty. I love to quote it, but there's a lot of true things in there. And basically, everybody like like Belichick was interviewed for this. Kraft was interviewed for this. These are all first hand accounts. Belichick told Jeff Benedict that going into the 2001 season, he wanted to start Tom Brady, but knew that Robert Kraft would kill him and say absolutely not because he just gave Drew Bledsoe a 10 year contract. And I think he made him the the highest paid quarterback in the league at that time,
0: a hundred million.
2: Yeah.
3: Yeah.
0: And
2: that's just evaluating Tom Brady in practice as the mm-hmm. four string quarterback the year before.
0: Yeah. And a lot of the Patriots reporter like Kide and them were, were defending sit because they were like, well, he doesn't even get this in practice and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, well, I mean, are we really trying to say that Belichick doesn't know what, what's going on at practice, that he doesn't pay attention or know who's doing well or not? Like, come on guys. Well, Josh obviously McDaniel he does. said it
2: right. Josh McDaniel said, I, I, you know, I know everything I need to know about, yeah. about Jared Stidham.
0: Yeah, exactly.
2: Right, and we he had one. real game snaps, by the way.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, he did. He played. He played in a, a few games. George Burnett says saying Stidham was terrible is an exaggeration. He wasn't good.
0: Yeah, I don't know what you would. I don't know what else you would say. I mean,
2: what, what? What? How would you explain Jared Stidham? I I'm really curious. Connor, try to defend Jared Stidham. Jared Stidham, you know he um, practiced with the
3: the No, no, his gameplay. Game. Oh, oh sorry, his he's... game. Yeah, so he he wasn't he wasn't prepared um, because he didn't take steps with the with the number one guys. They just threw him out there in games where they were already losing and morale was low. And uh,
2: Jared, Stidham, that's all I got. Jared Stidham threw the football forty four times this year, completed twenty two, at two touchdowns. And three interceptions
0: mm-hmm. and he got sacked a ton too. So he held, he like, he held to the ball too long. What not. It wasn't good. It didn't, sacked it didn't was look 3.3. Yeah. He didn't he, seem to look like an upgrade if, since he, people wanted that.
2: He has thrown the football 48 times in his career with the Patriots. Yep. He's completed 24 passes. He has got exactly a 50% completion passage. He throws, he throws an interception every nine and a half passes. That's Mm -hmm. horrendous. So terrible is not an exaggeration. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my goodness.
3: All right. We got a donation here from our boy Ross. Thank you very much, sir. He says, Shades disagree on Cam, but won't hash over the same argument. But on to Stidham. Lost the locker room. Regression was real. No clout like Cam. That's one of the things we haven't really even talked about. Everyone liked Cam as well. I, I don't know if the guys have the same admiration for Jared Stidham as they do Cam. I highly doubt it.
2: That's the thing too. And, you know, and I mean, you think that like Jared Stidham, if you remember, did some things right at the beginning, you know, during he got the boys together, you know, even Hoyer was with them, Mm -hmm. you know, they were working out during the pandemic, just like Brady and them were, you know, he had the guys together. I think Edelman was there. I think Muhammad Sanu was there for a day. There was a whole bunch of the guys from what I read. It was Jared Stidham. That was the catalyst of getting all these guys together. Um, Everybody seemed to appreciate it. Yeah. I, I mean, but Cam's also... And I'm not going to get into the on-field argument again. And listen, if they re-sign Cam Newton, I hope that Sarah and Ross are right. Can I lay that out there right now? Like, I hope that you're right. I'm not going to be one of these idiots that are hoping for failure. You know what I mean? I Mm -hmm. have, I have no problems when people prove me wrong in that direction. I have problems like when Nikhil Harry proves me wrong, when I defend the guy and I, or even before he takes a snap in the NFL and I'm saying he's the next best thing on the Patriots. Yeah. I have a problem with that, but I have zero problems with guys coming out and proving me wrong. And if he proves me wrong, please prove me wrong. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: But you're right away from playing on the field action. Cam Newton is a polarizing figure. I mean that I'm an athlete interview was great. I didn't was, you know, I I said that last night, Cam's like a guy. I just want to chill out and have a cigar with, you Mm -hmm. know what I mean? Like he just sounds like a. He's just like such a genuinely cool dude. So you're right. Uh, And when you're that polarizing of a figure, if there's already doubt about you, then yeah, it it could be a cause of concern.
3: We got another donation here from Ross. He said, welcome back, Sarah. Leave up the Christmas lights
0: um yes first of all Christmas is my favorite holiday so if I could have my Christmas tree up year round I would but I'm not that extra so I don't but actually I just moved my bedroom around I saw a couple of you guys notice that I have a different background which is super exciting it's a nice white wall um but actually my bed was on this wall so I had my um lights behind the bed and this is now where my desk is so they are white lights so I'm not like overly festive they're not colorful so
2: nice thanks funny for
0: the st- donation to, to say that to Ross I appreciate
2: it yes thank you sir funny story mm-hmm. all my Christmas stuff has been away since like January 2nd okay but our, our Christmas wreath is still on the door <laughs> and I keep seeing them I keep saying to my wife like should we take this down and she's like yeah we should but we never touch it like we just forget about it and, and I that thing hits me half the time when I walk out the door well, mm-hmm. my Christmas wreath is still on my front door
0: yeah it's it, it's like a nice thing to add to the door too that that happened to us too we left ours up for a while but then it started to be annoying because it was kind of like covering the people and i'm like dude we need to take this down because like i don't open the door unless i look in the people and the wreath is fucking it so
2: uh, well we have like a big window we don't have a people we have a big window that they see you coming anyway so you're, you're already screwed by the time yeah, you're yeah. oh <laughs> yeah. we have one
0: of those too and we had people peeking in so we put like um Frosted glass stuff on it because we were like, dude, stop looking in here. That's really weird.
2: I'm not a rich Arizonian though, so I can't I can't afford that.
0: Um yeah, Amazon works really great, so
2: nice. Not bougie Amazon here.
0: Pants. <clears throat> All
3: right, let's see. We got one here from Sports Game and TV. It says Belichick literally won two Super Bowls on the Giants coaching staff.
2: He did, but I think that um Pat was talking about his head coaching experience. Yeah, Right, right. Big part of it, defensive coordinator, absolutely. Yeah. But Mm -hmm. uh head coaching, I think he was talking about. So Mm -hmm. I love the argument. I use that too when people say he's a bad coach. Um but uh yeah, just to clarify.
3: We go in here from Master Tama. Uh tank for a couple years, sign a bunch of young studs on rookie deals built for the future. That's what Ray's been saying for a while
2: Mm -hmm. now. Every day. Every Every day, I got you, brother. I feel we'll, like we'll that. find out
0: shortly because uh free agency and stuff starts soon i mean soon i soon because i need it here soon um but yeah we'll, well see kind of what they're doing
2: you guys don't like just talking about the same shitty speculation over and <laughs> over and over, and over <laughs> yeah again? as
3: fun mm. as that is
0: <laughs> well the good thing is i mean we got the franchise tagging starts i mean i don't know that anything's gonna happen with the patriots but it will be interesting to see i mean some action i guess not necessarily with the patriots but in general
2: He's going to franchise tag Nick Folk. He has to. Has to. <laughs> Just to make my life. Ha- hashtag, be... hashtag all pros, Jake Bailey, Gunnar Osheski. Yep. Mm-hmm.
1: That
2: would be <laughs> exciting stuff. Gunnar was an all pro, right? I'm not making yeah. that up. I think no. he was, yeah. Mm-hmm. Fuck, Those even two... if he was, then I'd keep it going. Those yeah, two was big only... returns. So we've yeah, decided... Only... So... Who was it yesterday that we saw? It? Was was it the Wilson trade or the or the the Deshaun trade that we we, we figured we saw the? I think
3: it was the Wilson one. Where we had and it to... was
2: It was two firsts,
3: yeah, or three three, two three firsts, firsts, two
2: seconds, three firsts, two seconds, and two players. Yep. And it had to be key players. So we decided we would give up Oshesky and Bailey if that's what it took to get Deshaun Watson. It was tough. It'd be tough, did... yeah. It would be tough, but but we decided we would give we would give them up.
3: Yeah, if Deshaun Watson's coming over, it might have to pull the trigger on that
2: one.
0: I would be I saw, fine with that too, even though I it hurts.
2: Before we get to the comments, I saw an interesting trade proposal today.
0: With Schrager's? Peter yeah. Schrager's?
2: Yeah. Uh, that one Michael- was crazy. Michael Gallup in the 10th overall pick for Stephon Gilmore. Oh in the 15th overall pick that trade actually makes a ton of sense. Cause mm-hmm. the Cowboys are in big cap trouble. Michael Gallup took a bit of a step backwards last year. Yeah, You have CD lamb, you, you have, um, Amari uh, Cooper, Amari Cooper. You got Zeke out of the backfield. Yep. Mm-hmm. That trade doesn't necessarily sound that crazy. No, that actually sounds like it should make sense for both sides. Except what is Stephon going to cost the Cowboys? That's the piece, right? right? Because he's going to want more.
0: And they're already over in cap space, and they don't have Dak signed. So, I mean, like they're in a lot of trouble too. Especially, like you said, Gilmore's going to want a massive contract, and if they're already having to worry about their quarterback situation, I'm sure they're not thinking about signing uh, Gilmore to a big contract.
2: One thing Jerry does, though, is pay players.
0: Mm-hmm
2: to a fault. And I if he looked at Gilmore and said, play for your money this year, just for this year, and I promise you I'll take care of you next year. Gilmore could look at the Cowboys and think if Dak is back, I have a chance to win another Super Bowl here. That ups right. my value even more. If the Cowboys don't give me my contract, I'll go get it somewhere else in free agency. Right? Mm-hmm. He might he might play. He Maybe, might play.
3: Yeah. I'm on board know. with that trade. We can make I want, it happen. I
2: want Mike McCarthy to win another Super Bowl just so I can turn around and say, what has Aaron Rodgers done without Mike McCarthy? Mm-hmm. <laughs>
3: That'll drive people insane. We got some, uh, some confidence here for Jared Stidham out of Travis Hill. He says Jared Stidham is the next Alex Smith.
2: He's going to lose his job to Colin Kaepernick. <laughs> Alex Smith has lost his job to Colin Kaepernick, Patrick Mahomes, and Taylor Heineke.
3: I know. She's. Oh my goodness. I know poor Alex Smith guy's always been pretty good too. And he just keeps losing his job. Mm -hmm. Alex
2: Smith has been a good quarterback. Who's never been able to take a team to the next level. Mm Yeah. Yeah. You know, do they get like, people always say like, you know, that, that San Francisco team, that was basically the same 49ers team that Alex Smith was working with. Like, you know, I've heard people go, well, if Alex Smith was playing in the Super Bowl, they would have won the Super Bowl i don't know if they would have went to the super bowl if alex yeah. smith was maybe that game in the way right. kaepernick was playing maybe that game they would have won but i don't know if they even would have went to the super bowl with alex smith
0: yeah i mean kaepernick had a really good year i don't know that yeah, they they could compare that to what alex smith could have done I, I doubt it
3: all right we got one here from troy king says what's bortles doing right now Brave First, bortles is just i want to say hi to Super yeah. Bowl uh Super Bowl uh winning quarterback last season.
2: Is this is this isn't coach Troy, is it? No. Oh, okay. Uh Blake Bortles?
0: I think he's is on the, the Ra- No, is he on the Rams?
2: No. no he's, he's on the Bucks, Denver. isn't he?
0: Oh, wait, I don't know. Is he on the Bucks? Got, I thought I he got... was the
3: backup for the Bucks. No, no he, that's not Bortles.
0: Yeah, no, Rosen was there, no, but now no. he's on the Niners. That uh, um that was the
2: name. They came the other day and said he could be the successor to Tom Brady, and I said, "Well, I could too, technically, but that doesn't mean it's gonna happen." <laughs> Who was it like, then? I'm Blake uh, Gadrith or whatever his name. is. Oh, right?
3: Blaine Gabbert. Yeah, my bad, my bad.
0: Yeah, I don't, I don't know where he is, but um, he's chilling, being the boat, I guess, because that's what people I, like to say.
3: It Blake, looks
2: like he's on the Rams. Blake Blake Bortles. You want to make a you want to make a Jared Stidham comparison?
0: Blake Bortles and Jared Stidham
2: overhyped quarterback
0: yeah mm-hmm. yeah i wouldn't want him i don't know if it's another Jacks,
2: jacksonville gave him a massive deal after they went to the afc championship game
0: mm-hmm. yeah and
2: then they realized they made a mistake so they gave a massive deal to nick Foles.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs>
2: they, and then made they. another
0: made a big mistake there too
2: yeah, they're they to Trevor Lawrence, and they're going to be laughing at all of us. It's yeah. funny,
3: man. They they were so good a few years ago, and now they're just like the bottom barrel of the league so quickly. Maybe all not we, for long, though. Maybe not. We got a donation here from Joe. Thank you, sir. kinkato 21 says thoughts on James White. Comments from Sirius FM, February
2: seventh. They're the Jared Stidham um, comments that he could absolutely. I'm assuming it's ones when he said I I could absolutely see Jared Stidham starting those comments my and and joe has sent that to me in the past um joe and i see jared stood very differently the same way that sarah and i see cam newton very differently um my response to that joe and i would love to have joe on this platform to have a debate with him not out of an anger or fight because joe joe is very passionate the other way and can bring up a lot of good stuff the same way mm-hmm. like you guys you can bring up good stuff about cam uh, what do you what do you want What do you what do you want James White to say? Right, you know we're never they're never going to come out and say he lost the locker room. You know we have no faith, Joe. If that's not what you mean, don't put up a super chat just to get our attention. Uh, message to me on Twitter if 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 that's not what you're talking about, um, and, and I'll look at it. But if if you are talking about with with James White, then you could absolutely see Jared Stidham, you know, starting for this team. Uh, Devin McCourty said the same thing in the offseason last year. And if Craig Gay-Bredard is, is correct, and let's say he's 50% correct, it turns out he couldn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: yep. Yeah, that's one of the things is a lot of these things on these shows, these guys are going to say exactly what you think they're going to say. They're not going to give you much. They're going to say, yeah, he could.
2: Especially Patriots players, even if they're former Patriots players, it's just been ingrained in their head. Right. Only Amendola runs his fucking mouth.
3: Yeah, it really is just him. All right, we got a very interesting one here. RF RFJ says <laughs> Manzo will be the Patriots starter next season. L M A O.
2: Because he's just tearing it up in the Arena Football League right now. <laughs> yeah,
3: I saw he had one like one run where he's wide open, lane and scored oh, a touchdown. He's and done that like two or three starter. times. Has he's he?
2: like, Yeah, he's like ran that field like three times. He's tearing it up in the foot. I think he is in the football league.
0: Did it, Did he play in the Canadian Football League too?
2: Yeah, At one point, yeah, he was. In- yeah, I knew
0: it was bad, but I just couldn't remember. He's been everywhere, so
2: yeah. He 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 was an absolute mitigated disaster in the CFL. I'm pulling up his CFL stats right now, just so you guys can hear how bad it was. So he played. Let's put it this way, Johnny Manziel. So when guys like Johnny Manziel come to the come to the Canadian Football League. Those are big marketing things. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like those are like, you know, this is, you know, we can do a lot with this guy. He played five games with Hamilton. Then he was traded to uh, Montreal. He attempted 165 passes for 106 uh, completions, 1,290 yards. He had a seven interception to five touchdown ratio.
0: Ooh.
2: Oh, zero rushing touchdowns, 215 rushing yards.
0: Ooh.
2: Wow. Yeah. I so, mean I admire the right.
0: um determination. But you
2: that's you know about it. who was loved <laughs> here in Canada? Who? Ocho Cinco. Oh. He was anywhere he went, he was great with the with the fans. He mm-hmm. was just he was beloved here. Hmm. Uh Ricky Williams was beloved. Ricky here.
3: Williams, yeah.
2: When he played for the Argos, they absolutely loved him. Uh and I'm talking about NFL players coming to the CFL. Cause there's NFL players who were CFL players that were adored when they were here and then they went to the NFL. Uh, believe it or not, Don, Don Terrell Inman, uh, is adored in Toronto. Won a great cup with the Argos. Uh, of course, Doug Flutie, Warren Moon, those kind of guys, right? There yeah. obviously Joe Theismann, who was a former Toronto Argo before he went up to, uh, go play for Washington. You know, those, those kind of guys. Uh, Rocket Ismail loved. Uh, one of the greatest, one of the most accomplished CFL quarterbacks of all time is Damon Allen. Actually, he used to hold the record, the professional football record for any league for the most passing yards. His brother was Marcus Allen, the Super Bowl MVP for the Raiders. Yeah. Yep. Another funny story. I knew Marcus Allen's niece, Damon Allen's daughter used to party with her.
0: Nice. I wish I had cool stories like that. I didn't know anybody. <laughs> All I know is my mom. This isn't even. You are probably not even going to know or <laughs> care. But did you guys ever watch um, Baywatch?
3: No. Yes.
0: <laughs> okay. So do you know the blonde with David Chokichi? Yes.
2: Um, the
0: blonde. My mom babysat him.
2: <laughs> I watched. I watched Baywatch for a completely different reason than than the yes. blonde guy.
0: I'm sure. But um yeah, David so Hasselhoff.
2: my mom... I, I was <laughs> yeah. Yes, exactly. The Hoff. <laughs> yeah. I watched this show called um Bondi Rescue, which is like actual Australian lifeguards like on Bondi Beach. Mm-hmm. And David Hasselhoff went there to do uh like a photo shoot and he was dressed up in all his Baywatch stuff. And these guys were like gushing over him, calling him the godfather <laughs> oh my and God. like uh- <laughs> David Hasloff is huge in Germany. I don't know if you know that. Oh, yeah. Huge yeah. in Germany.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, his like sales like, went platinum there or whatever. I don't know. It was crazy. Good
2: good for him. Don't go shame. All
3: right, we're going here from 1-2. New England should be in the market for Matt Ryan. He is from Boston College. Good arm town and bring him in a stopgap for a few years. Uh, we've talked about that a little bit before i don't know what they're going to do if they're going to trade him if they're going to draft the quarterback and keep him i don't know if matt ryan's going to be around
2: i love matt ryan if the patriots get their hands on him i'd absolutely take matt ryan matt ryan was not the issue with the new england Patriots or with the atlanta falcons uh lauren said the same thing he said if the patriots get their hands on matt ryan like you're you're talking playoffs guaranteed for for the patriots i don't know if he said guaranteed but he, he said like you're talking playoffs, if they could get their hands on Matt Ryan, uh, I would love. I would take Matt Ryan in a heartbeat. I mean, I proposed that a while ago, remember my crazy-ass trade, that trade where when I mm-hmm. just keep saying, hear me out, hear me out, hear me mm. out? I proposed that, uh, that they go after Matt Ryan and Julio Jones. Yeah, yes. the only
0: problem with him is his age. So, like, a few years is probably asking a lot, but maybe one or two years. I think he's, like, 30. How old is he? 36, 37? Yeah. So. Also, fun fact, his wife's maiden name is Marshall, so her name is Sarah Marshall. So, obviously, we're like besties.
2: Today at work, we were doing a game. Not a game, it was an icebreaker uh, for a meeting where we had to pick three people that we would pick for the apocalypse. And um, someone said, I wouldn't take Terminator, I'd take Sarah Connor because, you know, she lived through this kind of shit. (laughs) I thought of you guys. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> I said Sarah Connor
0: you were like same
2: I was like Sarah and Connor mm-hmm. yes mm-hmm. because I'm faster well you guys wouldn't want why I picked you I picked two of my friends for I, I picked two of my friends I won't say their names on there but I said because I'm faster than both of them I said I don't need to be the fastest I just need to be faster than other people that's mm. true so and they're pretty quick like we're all pretty fast. My problem is I can't run very long. That's my issue, right? But if 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 we ran, there's a possibility all three of us could get away, but if one of us did get caught, it wouldn't be me because I'd be in front of them.
3: It's a good mm-hmm. strategy.
2: The problem would be is that the zombies kept going, their stanima is way better than mine. My pack a day habit doesn't help.
3: Yeah, that's that makes that makes it tough.
2: I did I crashed Connor's Patreon the other night and hacked two darts in the ten minutes we <laughs> were on together standing outside. <laughs> Uh, we go in here from mike
3: nardella he says you guys don't love the speculation talk telling you andrew luck will be the past (laughs) out of qb in 2021.
2: (laughs) you know what let's email fledged mass and watch them like see if they can either get excited or upset about this
3: guaranteed sources guaranteed
2: (laughs) well what's mo saying is mo saying that 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 he's coming or what
3: i mean maybe that's where they got it from mo channel he saw him at the (laughs) airport again (laughs)
0: Yeah, that that infamous picture.
3: Mo channel official Patriot source for all mm-hmm. of your Patriots needs.
2: I haven't mm-hmm. seen a crazy. Uh, is it channel or, or or Chanel? I don't
3: know. I I don't know. I don't know how he pronounce. I don't I know how Mister Mo pronounces it.
2: I'm looking him up right now. I can't even find him on Twitter. Where is he? I follow him too, just for his insanity. Where's Mo?
3: Has he finally disappeared?
0: Oh no.
2: No, he couldn't have disappeared. He's I don't Mo know what Channel. his,
0: well, I don't know what his, uh, his handle was. I know that his name was like Mo Channel, but I don't know if his, uh, uh, handle was that.
2: Okay. So here's what Joe, just let's clarify what, what Joe said. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He said, I brought up white to show that there were two camps in new England, James White, Harris, Harry, and Michelle have showed support during, uh, and after the season. D Mac and others are against. My comments were just that I believe the locker room was split on Stidham. Even Newton praised Stidham's development after the Chargers game. I'm on the fence that either Stidham was in Bill's doghouse or he was red shirted And he's saying Izzo, not Michelle. So, uh, so basically, James White, Nikhil Harry, Damien Harris, and Ryan Izzo liked Stidham. D Mac and others were against. Dmac really? Because Devin was pretty supportive of him, right? Um, Right. I don't know. I mean, considering we did 20 minutes on it and I gave a bunch of opinions, I should have more of an opinion (laughs) for you on this. But um, you could be right, man. You could absolutely, absolutely be right. Oh, he's responding. Yep.
0: (laughs) You can see the typing.
2: And we have a super
3: chat from him. Speaking of King Cato, mm-hmm. thank you, sir. He so said, could always talk about the Bruins and Celtics. I can't talk about either.
2: What? Well, I don't know anything about either. Let's switch gears for a little bit, okay? Let's mm-hmm. switch gears for a little bit. Oh, D-Mac was upset at the idea of benching Cam for St- for Stidham. That's what Joe was saying. Okay, fair enough. So maybe it was. Maybe it was a split locker room. I still don't think the players' opinions had any weight on on what, ha- on, on what happened with Stidham? So I was playing last Tuesday's episode of Boston Balling with our girl Gabby tonight, just because I got all screwed up with my dog surgery and all that. How's she By doing? By the way, way? She, she's back to her pretty much her normal self. She has these weird moments, but. Nine more days. That's all I keep counting. Nine more days and she can take all the stupid protective gear off and we can live a normal life.
0: The neck pillow is is amazing though. We had that for like all of our dog time. They've had surgeries. They prefer it so much more than the cone.
2: Well, the issue is with the neck pillow is she can still get to some of it at the bottom. Oh, okay. And the size up is too big. She broke it. She got her hand in it and and, Mm. and snapped the straps. So... We had to now put the uh, the onesie on her as well the the right which isn't good enough you have to still have the the thing so they everything is protected mm-hmm. now she broke a strap on her onesie today so I'd order another one on Amazon but it's not coming till tomorrow so oh, my geez. wife likes cut up one of her like nightgowns and Jimmy <laughs> one and it's just so we we have our, our moments and the problem now is that she has all this pent up energy. And she's not allowed to play. She's not allowed to go for walks. My dog is a very playful, energetic dog. She goes on three walks a day, like long walks a day. She runs around in our backyard. She loves to like play. We, we play tug all the time. So now she can't figure out why she's not allowed to do anything. And she's biting me really, really hard, uh, in (laughs) playtime. Like I thought she broke my hand today. She bit me so freaking hard. Right. So now she's getting, so the poor thing is stressed and she's getting screamed out. It's awful anyways. So I'm listening to Boston balling today and Gabby and uh, her guest, a former bachelorette contestant. And I think now he's on another sort of like, I think it's like a garden show. I should know his name, but, um, they're having a conversation about the Red Sox and they said the most Boston thing I ever heard in my life. And it, all I needed was Connor in there, pumping his fist, just going, you know, just nodding his head in, agree, in agreeance. And it would have, it would have been the most, it couldn't have got any more Boston than that. So they sat there and went, you know, this team's going to be pretty good. It's what they say. And they go, you know, if, if, if all the pitching works and, and, and hitters come to life. You know this team could compete like this team's gonna win over you know more than 100%. 500 yep. that. so i'm like so if they do the two functions <laughs> that yep. you need to do i mean i'm what would have made it even more boston would have been you know and if alex cora makes all the right moves yep.
3: you know on the <laughs> so field that's important
2: that's important part of it they're gonna but i'm like that is the most boston answer you could get about the fourth best team in the AL East is well, if the pitching comes alive and the hitters can hit the ball and the manager is good, then the Red Sox have a chance this year.
3: They need to score, score runs and not allow a lot of runs. If they can mm-hmm. do that, they're going to be in good shape.
2: <laughs> they got a chance to win.
3: They get a chance to win
2: <laughs> a chance. You guys don't even understand what it's like talking to Connor in private. Like it's because I've told you this before, Connor. There are people who believe your your persona is an act.
3: Yeah, like, that'd be a, I'd be I'd be going on for a long time. I, now. It
0: did for at first too. When I first saw your tweets, I was like, "Oh, I love your troll tweets," and you're like, "I'm not trolling," and I'm like, "Oh, okay."
2: <laughs> people thought your whole sort of simpleton persona—it's not troll. He's joking. Yeah, Connor. Yeah, yeah. See the thing with Connor—I've had serious. Connor can actually be very, very serious when you're having a serious conversation. We've had like serious business conversations and he almost gets a pissed off look on his face when mm, it happens. You think so? I don't even yeah. notice. Oh, dude. The day I called you to tell you that our contract with Sportscaster was up Yeah, <laughs> and I <I'd> kind of gave <laughs> you the warning. Like I got bad news. Like, uh, I got to talk to you about our Sportscaster contract. We got on the call. You're just like, yo, and your face was like, yep. And you're just staring at the camera. No, hello. No, I was going just, yo. And I'm like, oh, no. I got to break that. Our contracts. <laughs> They're breaking the contract. Um, no, Shout but... out to Sportscaster. Though. Shout we out to Sportscaster. Three sport... more days. Third flash third show. Well, yes, pay... sir. technically, too, we're about to wrap this shit up here. Actually, but, that's um... true. I know. But his simpleton thing is like, so I texted him during a football game this year. Some of you know the story already. Some of you don't. It was the Jets, the first Jets game against the Patriots, and they were losing at halftime. And I was yep. pissed. Like I was livid. Um, I was tweeting about you know, does Cam want to complete a pass? Does this does, does Damian Harris want to hit a hole? Like I was like, I was just does a defense, let's JC Jackson want to cover somebody, you know what I mean? Like I was <laughs> livid. And I text Connor. My exact words are like the Jets the motherfucking new york jets we're gonna lose to the new york fucking jets okay this isn't a tweet this isn't like we're not live on air there's no playing around like we're not playing to the audience right like some of what we do on here is stick we say that we know that you know what i mean some of my hyperness is stick right because we'll we've already told we've already revealed it to you guys we'll be at this level and then as soon as we hit end we're all like oh. Yeah, <laughs> that's very Connor, true. Connor's immediately on Twitter. Don't even bother talking because he's not paying attention. I'm on my phone downloading shit, you know. And then we're just like, all right, I got to go to bed. Good night. Mm-hmm. So I text him this shit. I'm pissed. I text him. I'm waiting for him to come back and be like, yeah, this is bullshit. Yeah, you know, I'm wait. I'm waiting, right? I'm like, I've never seen Connor mad. I told, like, I talked to Connor's dad, and his dad said something along the lines of like, thanks for helping my son out. Which is probably again, uh, like just a Connor attitude. You know what I mean? Like, no wonder that's where you get it. And I wrote to his dad and said, Your son is the most genuine person I've ever met. I mean, like, (laughs) I love, I'm like, I love your son. I've never met anyone more genuine than Connor. Don't, like, I want to, I should have said, don't thank me. Yeah. Like, thank you for him being alive. Kind of thing. Right. I mean, I tweeted that out one Thank day. You. Are you, we thanking Mr. And Mrs. Carney. for, <laughs> for him to the corner. So anyways, I sent Connor this tweet and I'm pissed. I'm fucking livid. And my wife's not even talking to me. Like she's like, she's so sick of me cause I'm been fucking yelling at the TV. And I'm just like, I'm mad beep or whatever. You know, phone beeps. Oh, and I get a smile from ear to ear and I kind of <laughs> start giggling and laughing. And my wife says, what's so funny. Connor's response is no word of a lie. I need them to score significantly more points than they allow in the second half. Shout out to Nick Folk for that, for that game. The- he that kick, his two fifty 50-yarders were yep. on the Patriots top ten plays. Did you see that? <laughs> they should be. I mean, based on what the season looked like, those were two of the top plays of the season. New England put out their top ten plays and those kicks, and I think a Jake Bailey punt was one of them, and a Gunnar Oshesky return was one. I was like four of the ten or something. What a sad plays. season. What is it when when there's four special teams plays in your top ten? But that was Connor's response back. I need them to score significantly more points than they allow this second half, and that's just Connor. And I try to explain this to people like he's just this genuine guy who, yes, he's got some shtick. He's committed to the bit. Everybody knows that's why I love him the most because he will. He will. he he, i'm committed to the joke we will bleed it we will kill that joke we will push that you know when you get to that line where it's like okay it's almost not funny we will pass it once we pass it we'll stop doing it like player profile
3: should have should have
2: ended two weeks before we ended it 100 but he but he is like connor like the guy you see on this screen even with his stick. Is mostly just him. The shit you see on Twitter, the kind of stuff you see him write on Twitter is the kind of stuff he texts me. I write him paragraphs of stuff, like business stuff. We're talking business about things. I I wrote him today to say, like, I, you know, I, I'm not gonna say what we had to do, but we had to spend a significant amount of money, right? Significant Connors, is that a good word? Significant amount of money, three digits and, and. It wasn't a one or a two. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? It was it was it was a lot of money we had to put out. So I had to write him about it because I can't just spend that kind of money without talking to him first. And I got a serious answer back from him. And I was like, I finally found it. I finally <laughs> found what I'll get a serious response back if I talk to him about money. That's it, right? <laughs> and you let me spend the money. That, so thank you for course. that. Of course.
3: That's what they say. Money talks, right?
2: It does. It S- does. S- S- speaking of money, <laughs> the Ross? man. I was going to
3: say, shout out to the man who pays all our bills.
2: <laughs> yeah. By the way, that investment we had to make today. Yeah. Ross pretty much paid for that. Just yes, so, I would. Ag- so. I would agree. So, and Joe. And Joe. And Joe Ross And, Love Vibration, and Love Vibration Nation. And Love
3: Vibration Nation. Yes. Yeah. Shout out to one all you guys. There was one other one
2: snipe, not snipe. Scared. 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 Yeah.
3: I haven't seen scared in a while. Not I haven't either. even seen him in the comments. Scared. If you're watching. You don't have to super chat; just comment. I'll bring you up. Um, Ross says, "Guys, got a line on a couple used Xbox Ones. If we can get that, would y'all be? Would y'all do some Madden, FIFA, MLB play? Can we get a moment of silence for Tiger?"
2: Okay, so let's address the Xbox first, then we'll we'll do a Tiger thing. Um, and it's three times in this show. I've thought to myself, "Do a Tiger tribute." I'm right. Forgotten. Um, I have a, an Xbox. So, it's up to Connor and Sarah now to get an Xbox, and I'm down. That's true. I'm down. FIFA, MLB, Madden, and I'm gonna throw in some WWE as well. I like playing right. WWE on the Xbox.
0: Hmm. I love playing WWE. That those are one of the only games I would play. I'm not a big gamer, but like back in '64 days, WWF No Mercy was my thing. So, and I have
3: the, I have no time in my day.
0: Even as a little little boomer,
3: even as a little boomer, hmm.
0: I would play lots of uh, Sims and Crazy <laughs> Taxi. I thought the that Sims. was the coolest thing, dude. I still play The Sims.
3: It was the other game, The Oregon Trail. You guys ever play that? That's a boomer game oh my- right there.
0: Yes, I used to play that in school. And you know what's funny is when I first moved from Massachusetts to Washington. I didn't understand why they didn't say Oregon because they say Oregon. And so I was like, yeah. And so I was like, wait, who's saying it wrong? I'm like, no, it's the Oregon Trail. You can't just say it's the Oregon Trail. That sounds stupid. I've always
3: said Oregon. Wow. Now I'm probably saying it wrong this whole time.
0: Yeah, no. Now I say Oregon because I've been over here. But
2: Okay, so I do want to... Say a little thing for, for Tiger Woods. Awful, awful uh, car accident today. For those of you who don't know, he had a single car, uh, rolled his car, ended up in a ditch. I believe he was in surgery for multiple injuries mm-hmm. um, from what we heard last. So maybe we should. Let's have a 30-second moment of silence for, for Tiger Thank you. All right. Now we got to go off on something here. At reality underscore Kate. That's at R E A L I T Y underscore Kate, K A T E. Yep. I highly suggest you go follow her on Twitter, people. All right. I'm not telling you to say anything. I don't want her to be trolled. I just want you all to follow her and look at her tweet when she wrote, I go to watch at general hospital only to see ABC seven was literally going on and on about hashtag tiger woods. During the 6 PM news, they had very little information. So what was the point of yapping through general hospital from two to 3 PM when y'all basically had zero confirmed info regarding the crash, exclamation point, question mark, exclamation point, question mark, and face with the smoke coming out of their nose. I'll retweet it. If you do follow me at underscore, uh, DPN underscore. Is it DPN underscore Ray or Ray or DPN or Ray? Underscore I
0: think it's DPN. DPN underscore Ray.
2: At DPN underscore Ray. I've retweeted it. I'm not saying to do anything. I'm just saying go check out the tweet. Okay. Lady
3: really wanted to see uh, General Hospital, huh? Yeah.
2: That's, That's what happens uh, when you
3: get in the way of the
2: General Hospital with things in the real hospital. Guys Quality in the hospital television. Getting surgeries and she's upset about her, her stories. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm wants to Dude, see
3: the fake hospital
0: the celtics are about to lose and i'm so mad
3: oh, Shocking. that good
0: it's because lou just hit a three-pointer a crazy three-pointer to bring it 110 to 107 they were tied and now they had literally 0.1 second on the clock to tie it so they just lost 110 to 107 Bro.
2: oh she! that was her double down tweet Oh, geez. That was her double down tweet because 49 minutes prior to that tweet, she wrote, it's embarrassing the amount of time ABC seven has spent yapping about tiger wood, giving the lack of confirmed information available. Then she followed up her follow up an hour later, an hour later, an hour later was, she was upset that she couldn't watch general hospital.
3: Well, yeah. That, I mean, she, she's trying to watch those soap operas, daytime television. <laughs> stuff
0: yeah people are oh, well. weird
2: and and <laughs> ross has already shared it in the group chat where we have confirmed darth belichick trolls and, nice uh, and uh, he has called her karen ah it would make sense
0: might be beyond a karen
2: shout out to our boy ross
0: Mm-hmm.
2: all right let's do a couple more comments and then we'll uh we'll blow this popsicle stand
3: all right. Lawrence Owens says, great stream, guys. Gave you my thumbs up to show my support. Appreciate
2: that, man. Lawrence is the man. It make sure you come. Lawrence tomorrow, is the man. 7 p.m., Lawrence is live with me for Patriots Outsider. Tomorrow, tomorrow, Woo-hoo. tomorrow. And then Friday, yes, this Friday, not last Friday like promised, not because of Lawrence, because of me, uh, the Cam Newton film room will be on as well at 7 p.m. Eastern time.
3: Nice. All right, we got Snap Time here saying, what a sad season when the starting QB only throws eight TDs. I know we've gone over this one. Um, yeah, it was tough. But he ran into a lot of TDs in Cam's defense.
0: Mm-hmm, 12. And they don't just as much, guys. Still so six points.
2: They, they still was count. Still a total of 20 touchdowns. Yep. That's
3: true.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: All right, we got Marcus Hanna here. Shout out, Marcus. He said Patriots are not tanking, so get that straight right now. I agree. I don't think they're gonna tank. He tweeted I think something similar
2: to us about that the other day. Yeah. How about how about this take? <laughs> and then Marcus goes off on you now. You ever notice that on Twitter? <laughs> on me, no. Yeah, uh, he's not afraid to tell you off.
3: That's all right. I don't mind. I have bad. T- I have. I have bad takes sometimes. And
2: he's not afraid to go after you. I love Marcus.
0: He likes to go after the Boston Boomer. Boston put that boomer, boomer in his place.
3: That's true.
2: What did someone wrote something the other day? And I think it was I can't remember if it was in on Twitter or if it was in a chat on my own. But it was Shades, the Boston Boomer, and Sarah McComer. That's what they wrote. <laughs> that was McChicken. it <laughs> yes, was in the chicken. It-
0: it was during it a stream. I was watching yes. you guys, and you and you brought that comment up. I even said it to McChicken. Speaking of McChicken, I tweet you, bro, and you just like ignore me. I guess you're like too good for me. So I re- I tweeted him that I said, "Oh, he's Sarah Sarah McHomer A," and he never responded. But trust me, I saw it.
2: He's yeah. uh, so, uh, we we've big timed him now yes, because yep. he's because he's an unpaid intern on this show. Mm-hmm. He has uh, he's a big timer now. I mean he is? Well, I'm surprised, he, I'm surprised he doesn't big time us. To be honest with you, well, he's like, big
0: timed me. So he's on he's on the path. Maybe one of you are next.
2: Dang, McChicken and I had beef uh, a few months ago. Uh oh. We didn't we didn't talk. I blocked him on all social media.
0: Oh my. Do you know why? No.
2: No. Nope, somebody asked me, and I said I can't remember. So <laughs> obviously, oh. <laughs> obviously, I was being oversensitive to something, or or he was being oversensitive to something. One of us was being oversensitive. And uh, mm. the beef is over now because I have no memory what happened. If he remembers, I'd rather not know. So that's <laughs> just, I'm sure it was me, Connor. I'm, sh- it's, I'm glad he's returned. Connor knows I have a, a fuse that can just go off for every time I do a, a, a show on my own on Friday and Saturday, Connor gets a text from me. I'm like, (laughs) who did you yell at this time? Yeah, with the you got to play damage control. I just, (laughs) it's like two weeks ago, Lawrence messaged me or or sent me a message because I just like ended the stream. I'm like, you know what? I don't have time for this bullshit. (laughs) Boom. End. (laughs) I was done.
3: All right, we got one here from Light Shadow. He says, "Does anyone else think making a deal for Russell Wilson or Watson is like making a deal with the devil? The upside would be big, but our team would be paying for this for years to come." That's actually a really good point because obviously you'd have to give up so much draft capital and donates. I mean, designates so much money to that the quarterback position. It would be tough. Okay.
2: All right, somebody I don't like, so I'm not going to say who they are on Twitter tweeted something though, and it actually made so much sense. And this person said, would you trade? So let me ask you guys this, mm-hmm. would you trade Isaiah Wynn, yep. Sony, Michelle and Nikhil Harry for Russell Wilson or Deshaun Watson?
3: Yeah, hundred percent. That was,
2: yeah, that was the Patriots last three first round draft picks.
3: Right. Right. So yeah. So That
2: was sort of the, the, you know, giving up three first round picks. That's what's come out of it. You yep. know what I mean? So that's basically what you'd be giving up. And I know with hypothetical, you could be, you know, you could be giving up on something different. But basically, that's been the Patriots' last three first-round draft picks. That's what you'd be giving up for, for one of those two quarterbacks.
3: Right. Yeah, when you put it like that, it's like, absolutely. That is a no-brainer. Look,
2: I've said it, man. You can take any argument and spin any narrative you want. You Any narrative you want to carry, yep. you can spin it to make it work for you.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I said that to someone the other night when we were arguing about Belichick. Let's do uh, two more.
3: All right. We got one from Fasio. Fis- He's just to saying too much clout for McChicken. Yeah. go going to his head.
2: hmm All right. Let's do two more. <laughs>
3: I just wanted to click on that one. I thought it was funny. Um, Ryan Gian says, I wonder how Asante would react if the Pats drafted his son. He would probably make his son pull an Eli. Ray, this is all yours.
2: <laughs> I want the Patriots to draft Asante Samuel Jr., and demote him to like the practice squad or make him a healthy scratch <laughs> for the entire season, just to piss off his daddy. Asante Samuel, I'm disgusted that you're on the all time Patriots list. I'm disgusted that you ruined a perfect season. Not Tyreek, not Tyree, not David Tyreek. you by dropping an interception, not Richard Seymour being held, you dropping the interception, you Alone cost the perfect season. You wanted out of new England. You got out of new England. You did shit all with the rest of your career. And now you just, yep. And I hope that bill Belichick takes it out on your son.
0: You ever wonder like how much it must suck to like be that guy that is like responsible
2: for, he doesn't take any responsibility though. He takes zero accountability. Well, I mean, obviously
0: it. I mean, it's like I feel like that has to stuck. Like,
2: but well, I think Wes Welker holds it in. He talked about it. Like, he still thinks about dropping that ball that lost uh, uh to against the was yeah. it 2012 against the Giants, right? Mm-hmm. Like, he still talks about that. That was Gronk's second year, right? Gronk and Hernandez's yep. second year. Mm-hmm. Um, he still talks about that drop. Like, he still feels it. Asante Samuel feels like he did nothing wrong. Like, he, I think that he believes he's one of the biggest reasons the Patriots undefeated that season.
0: Yes, him single-handedly.
2: Yeah. Fuck Asante Samuel.
0: Mm.
2: That's what I got to say about that. Fair enough. I would rather have dinner with Doug Kide <laughs> than and, and even that's talk- saying a lot than even talk about asante samuel because at least at some point doug kide says something sensible even though we don't agree with 99 percent of what he talks about even though he likes to flex and quote tweet me so his little minions can go after me instead of dealing with me man to man even though he anytime he gives an opinion and i criticize it he says he's a reporter even though he tries to do all that kind of flexing he does say things that make sense from time to time asante samuel it's just diarrhea that comes out of his mouth on a day to day basis i have no time for him he's muted on twitter i don't block him because sometimes people send me tweets that he tweets and i want to read them but Mm -hmm. i mute him on twitter i got no time for him i won't follow him fuck him fuck Cassante samuel that's that's today's lesson boys and girls i like
3: it all right we have another donation here from ross he said at mitchell mullets has a mcrib as a profile picture fyi appreciate you bringing that to our attention (laughs) I think, McRibs thank you for the are, donation they so the McGang, gross the McGang, the mcgang is growing serious. the mcgang, McGang.
0: wait okay wait maybe i am mistaking mcchicken because i just realized he was calling me Mick homer so does that mean he's welcoming me into the Mick gang
2: it could be could be, could be. like I've i said seen. there's like youtubers out there and and podcasters like that flex the like like the, uh, the Patriots global and I'm not knocking Patriots global. Nobody go running, saying Ray's talking mm-hmm. shit about you. I'm not, but cause every time I say his name, you guys run, and go ring. We talking shit about you, PG watch this. I'm not talking shit about you, but he has the Patriots global family. I'm like, I'll take your family. I'll take your PG family and I'll fucking up you the McCh- the McGang. The McChicken gang. <laughs> not the McChicken gang, the, McGang. the, Mc- the, Mc- the McGang. McGang. You can't fuck with the McGang. That's true. We're going off the rails again. Can you give me a real yes. question, please? Um,
3: Daniel McFarland says, Belichick is responsible for this debacle. <laughs> historical <laughs> fall. Brady versus Edeman Cam. Fail. Historical fail. Historical, fail. historical fail. Um, is historical fail. Is that where we're at? Is it a historical fail now?
0: <laughs> I mean, according to him, yes. One-
3: one seven to nine season is turned into a historical fail oh my
2: goodness
0: yeah well i'm trying
2: to come up with new creative ways to it because I, I keep like i'm going to assume daniel doesn't watch us a lot because i assume nobody does i assume the mcgang watches us and ross mm-hmm. you know what i mean um but <laughs> it actually made me laugh that he called it a debacle um, <laughs> You're wrong, man. I mean, how can you call it a debacle yet after one season? You can't Mm -hmm. even call it a debacle if it's three seasons. I've already set the bar for me. I don't know, Daniel. You got a face in your picture that tells me that you were around before the Brady era. So I'm a little disappointed in you. Mm -hmm. Or maybe you're like Connor and you just look way older (laughs) than you were.
3: I know. Oh, no. The boomer. Is that or
2: why you even... have
0: your profile picture as Little Boomer?
3: Baby
2: yes. Baby Boomer? And because I'm the Baby Boomer.
0: <laughs> I don't give <laughs> <The> a shit <laughs> what you Austin say. That's the,
2: that's the same haircut you have now, but you have in that picture.
0: Well, he found the baby right, right one right and <laughs> stuck with it. So. That's
2: right. Listen. My bar is five years. On right. year five. So let's say, so they had 2020. So 21 they can be bad, 22 they can be bad, 23 they can be bad. In 2024, if they're still mill ranking eight and eight, seven and nine, I will lose my patience. Besides that, it takes a lot for me to it's funny. I get a short fuse for idiots, but when it comes to this kind of stuff, I got a lot because football is a fucking game guys. It's fun. I cannot wait until we interview Brian Kowart, and I can ask him how fun it is to play football.
3: Yes, that's a great question. Which, by the way, great he may question. be stiffing us now. Oh,
2: oh boy. Oh, no. McChicken, we'll sent, McChicken sent him all our info. Yep. He's got everything he needs. He was down to do it all, and now he's... We we'll, have to fo-
3: we'll have to follow up.
2: We will. Maybe Connor can do some actual work, and he can go follow
3: I up. Could, I can do some follow-up. Do a sales right.
2: pitch. That's it, guys. We did it. We did it. Was it was fun. We did an hour and 24 minutes. I yelled. Yep. Sarah got upset. Connor nodded his head <laughs> in agreement for the podcast. Yep. We did a moment of silence. We did mm-hmm. a lot. We called out a Karen. Yep. I swore a lot today. Today was probably a record swear for me. A I think we touched F- all the bases. A lot of F-bombs. I laughed at Boston sports fans. Ross showed that he still has just dispensable income. Um, (laughs) Connor and I talked business on air just for you guys to hear. You now know that we made a significant investment today.
0: I learned that as well. Sarah learned, Sarah
2: also learned (laughs) on air that we spent, we spent a significant portion of our money on, on something we had to spend money on. Otherwise we wouldn't be able to do the show. That's a very good point. We wouldn't be able to do the show. All this nice stuff you see, all this, you know, all of us together. It's through a stream site, which is a producing site and all the nice pictures and graphics and everything. You got to pay for that. It's true. I saved us $180 by making the investment we're making today though. That's so. Yes.
0: That's huge too.
2: It is. Sportscaster, two more days, two more days. And I think. We're going to end the show a little bit differently tonight. Nice. Because we have two days left. It's only fair that we end it like this.
1: Toronto's pride and joy. Ray route has teamed up with Boston heartthrob, Connor Carney to bring you
3: VPN commentary, a sportscaster featured podcast. Join these two bill Belichick fanboys talking about the greatest team in NFL history every Tuesday and Thursday night, live on sportscaster at 9 PM. Eastern. And now for the thousands in attendance
0: and Patriots fans from all over the world. A podcast that nobody asked for. It's DPN Commentary with Ray and Connor.
2: I'm Matt Cundall, host of the Sound Off podcast, the show about podcast and broadcast.